0: what's up ladies and gentlemen doc Leisner here the podcasting beast here for our wednesday episode of debate amongst friends running it solo Doc Leisner. definitely adequately able to handle this episode as news today some positive but a lot negative uh, but Always oh, filling in for my guy, the Professor John Gotti, the data-analyzing ninja, the conqueror of his own fate, Professor Omega, was tied up, so Doc Lazer had to step in, but that is quite all right. We're going to go over a quick minute of positive news, uh, starting with the Duke Blue Devils beating the Gold, uh, the Golden Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets 69-57. to 57. Um, the major contributors showed out obviously paolo Manchero, uh, mark Williams, Trevor keels uh, all playing well, very well. and then off the bench, A j Griffin playing well as is, is is also a big major contributor. Uh, paolo Manchero has been really showing his dominance, but really, I'm loving the development of mark Williams. Um, I think he's been you know a a gold mine. I'm so glad that he stayed. Uh, so many young players deciding to leave early. Um, next, something that doesn't really get talked about a lot. I know somebody mentioned it, um, but Mike Tomlin records his 15th season in a row of 500 or better. Um, I think I just don't think it gets any better than that. Um, he downplays it, and a lot of people probably have Mike Tomlin on the hot seat, but when you go 15 years finishing above 500, I don't think the seat is hot until you fall below that uh, consecutively. But uh, let's see. I mean, Steelers have a chance to make the playoffs, So we'll have to wait and see exactly what happens um, in which, you know, Doc are and the Professor John Gotti will go over those predictions. Um, I mean, Pittsburgh, they're going to have a challenge, uh, depending on who the Baltimore Ravens are going to play at quarterback. But um, They're going to have a challenge on their hand if they want to get in. Um, but Baltimore hasn't been the same, so we'll have to wait and see if Mike Tollin continues his dominance uh, or if the Steelers decide to move in a different direction, which is highly unlikely. Uh, some good news from the Titans, uh, the Dukes-Titans. Um, Derrick Henry has been designated to return from injured reserve. Uh, what a great time. They're 11-5. and five. They're going to play the Texans. Be a nice little warm-up game for him if he does play. Um, but I mean Henry hasn't played for weeks. Uh, but they were able to clinch the potentially clinch the number one seed. I uh, just have to go ahead and beat the Texans. Uh, but he's not played for weeks. Um, but in eight games, he had 937 yards on 219 carries and 10 touchdowns. He's still sixth in rushing, which is insane. Um, but We'll have to wait and see. I mean, they were able to put 30 on Miami, um, you know, with some of their backups. You know, I mean, obviously they waited for A.J. Brown and Julio Jones to get healthy. Their defense, you know, is coming back. Um, So the Titans could make a good run. I think they're a sleeper, um, as crazy as that sounds. I know last year they just fizzled out, um, but – Derrick Henry, returning from injury reserve, must have the AFC teams officially on watch. Arrested Derrick Henry in the playoffs? Yikes. In other return news, Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving is coming back to the Nets, uh, returning to the Nets. Coach Nash says, Hey, I don't think he's going to start, quote unquote, but he's going to play a chunk of minutes. Um, But we'll have to wait and see. Um, I mean, I know he's been in the gym playing, um, you know, probably staying in shape and whatnot. I'm surprised at the timing of it, Um, you know, as. You know, I mean, the whole thing with him and the, you know, vaccine and everything. It's it's interesting that right now, um, he's you know he's coming back. But um, I mean, under the New York City guidelines, Irving, who reportedly remains unvaccinated, is not allowed to play games that play that take place in New York. However, however, uh, practice at team's facilities and. Uh, I mean, he can he can practice in private facilities and be a full participant in almost all of their road games, Uh, which is interesting. I don't know. I don't know the numbers on the Knicks. Um, I didn't really check on that, but uh, that means that Irving will get some very well, good rest in between games, uh, in between home and away games, uh, which is pretty awesome for him. Um, So he'll be making his debut um, against the Pacers in Indiana. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. Obviously, we'll. Keep watch on that. Uh, speaking of COVID, Cowboys placed their rookie linebacker, Micah Parsons, on the reserve COVID list, uh, which stinks because he's the front-runner for the defensive rookie of the year. And he's been on track, really, to have, you know, uh, break a record set by Javon Kurse for most sacks by a rookie at uh, 14 and a half. Right now he's sitting at 13. Uh, But if he's ruled out for this game, he would just come up shy. But I don't see him not winning defensive rookie of the year. So, um, yeah, congrats to Micah Parsons. (laughs) Um, But this is good. Gives him an opportunity to, you know, pretty much be, you know, get some rest. Um, He's been the heart and soul of the Cowboys team, uh, who does still need a victory to hold their spot. Uh, So I know that, you know, people are probably worried about that. Obviously, they're going to Philadelphia to play the Eagles, who are still battling for a spot. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what happens from there. Um, I don't know. You know, and this is just one of those things that, John Gotti and I normally would say, ah, is that news? I don't know. You know, TMZ broke it. I, I just feel like trouble is starting to follow Urban Meyer around. Now, all of a sudden, there's a rumor circulating here that Trayvon Martin's picture was used at Ohio State University to enforce a no-hoodie rule. Um, of course, Herb Meyer is claiming that he had no idea about it, but as we mentioned uh, on the podcast as well as off the podcast, the head coach, regardless of what is happening, the head coach is responsible for everything. Um, it's, it's very unfortunate, um, but very, very disappointing. Um and I'm surprised that it's just coming out right now. Uh, of course, Meyer said he didn't know about it until about an hour ago after talking with uh, former Buckeye safety Tyvis Powell. Um, but, yeah, that's something that is unacceptable. And, of course, he's saying he wasn't in the meeting. Um, none of his coaches, quote unquote, were present. Uh, it was a support staffer. But what was the issue with hoodies, I guess, it's the question. Um, and then that support staffer, I mean, you would want to make sure that that guy is prepared as a head coach. You, know, you don't want to just send him in there blind. Uh, but he's saying he was truly uneducated on the situation and really didn't have any idea uh, about the story behind the image, um, which I'm not buying that either because it was such a polarizing uh, case and situation. Uh, but Powell did say that the person in charge issued an apology and they accepted it. So I'm assuming that person just went and said, hey, let me Google hoodie, you know, kid in hoodie, and this is the first thing that popped up, but that's unacceptable either way, no matter how you slice it. Uh, So the next thing here, obviously, The draft is coming up, and it looks like the draft order is pretty set. Um, Right now, the Jaguars are sitting with the number one pick, followed by the Detroit Lions then the Houston Texans at number three, number four, the New York Jets, number five, the New York Giants, number six, the Carolina Panthers, number seven, the New York Jets, number eight, the New York Giants. Number nine, the Washington football team. And number 10, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, So I'll say this. If I'm the Jaguars, I probably would consider trading down. I'm not going to lie. You know, you got some teams, obviously the Lions, the Texans, um, the Giants and Jets, even though you know, the Jets went ahead and, you know, they might feel confident in their quarterback. The Giants, even though they're saying they're going to stick with Daniel Jones, they got to have a plan. And if there's a quarterback in this draft, you need to take him. Um, if I'm the Panthers, do I, you know, try to get up there to get a quarterback? Um, I, I'm thinking so. Um, but obviously, the Jets have two picks, the Giants have two picks. This is a great opportunity to fix that offensive line, the defensive line. Um, yikes. Um, but as far as the Washington football team, who will have their name, as we mentioned yesterday on February 2nd, um, they could go quarterback, but obviously I, I think they should go offensive line or skill player. Um, I wouldn't go quarterback. I actually like Heineke. Um, I don't think he's the issue. I think it's a lot of everything else. Um, If I'm the football team, I would definitely look at the offensive line or um, wide receiver, tight end, you know, some kind of weapon Um, because really they they really just were missing depth. But if I'm them, I don't take quarterback. I don't think they're there just yet. Um, They got a lot of expiring uh, contracts. Um, But look at the free agent pool. Look at this draft class. You know, once all the names and, you know, figures are out, I don't know about quarterback. The Falcons, they definitely need a quarterback. Uh, It doesn't say that on here. It says edge rusher, officer line, and wide receiver, but (sighs) they would be smart to bring in a quarterback in this draft. Um, I don't know if they'll get one at 10, um, but as we've seen in the Falcons' history, Um, trading up to get who they want has never been an issue. I remember the Julio Jones trade in the hall that they gave up for Julio Jones, which is well worth it, Uh, the production that he gave and provided them for all all those years. Um, This says edge rusher off the line wide receiver. I do agree they need some wide receiver help. Um, They also need running back help. Um, Again, all the Falcon teams that I've known, the good ones—they've all had a decent or solid running game. That's why Matt Ryan hasn't been playing well, it's because he's pretty much not getting the run. I mean, sure, they have Cordell Patterson, which I scoffed at, you know, the other day. But I'm not sure about that. You know, he's a great player, but he's not a starting running back. He's a utility player at best. Uh, somebody that you're not gonna say, hey, go out there and run for a thousand yards. And that's what the Falcons need. They need a thousand yard rusher. Um granted, obviously the Giants have to make a decision on the likes of Saquon Barkley. Um you got some other running backs that could be out on the market. Um, you know, the Bucks have to make a decision on Leonard Fournette. Um, you know, you, you also have like the Ronald Joneses, the you know, some of the backups that that are out there. Um Cowboys are going to have to make a decision on Ezekiel Elliott, you know, because I don't think his production is keeping up with his contract, so we'll have to wait and see, but let's take a quick break, I'm going to come back with my final topic right after this. And I'm back. Doc Leesner here again, running the solo show. Lastly here, I want to talk about Antonio Brown. Once again, um, as more news is coming out, um, I don't know. I mean, let's go through the whole story here. So as many know, I'm the Bucks fan here. Um, so Antonio Brown was asked to go back in the game. He said, I can. My ankle hurts. Uh, Bruce Arians says, "Well, he's not going back in the game. You know what? You're out of here." Obviously, we know Antonio Brown in 30 degree weather. Per my father, takes off his jersey as well as his um, equipment and says, "Yo, I'm out of here." Hops and jogs off the field. And that's my major issue. Uh, the hopping and the jogging off of the field is what would really burns me up. Uh, because if I'm hurt and I'm, you know. Like I would have sold it all the way, you know. I'm a WWE fan by heart. I would have sold the heck out of that. Um, I would have limped. I would have had a cart stretcher me off. Like I, you know, I would have sold it so much. Um, but he kind of jogged and hopped off the field. Uh, you know, he did get a chance to play uh, earlier in the game, um, and, and he 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 didn't play. Terrible, but he didn't play great either. Um, you know, uh, there were some misses um, that you know him and Tom Brady just couldn't get on the same page. Uh, so he did have a few targets. He did have a couple of catches. Let me get the numbers here just so I I can have the support. Um, and I'm I'm watching him run a route right now. It looks like the plant was good. Uh, Antonio Brown had five targets, three catches for 26 yards. You know, watching the video right now, I mean, I can see him. It looks like he's cutting perfectly fine. Again, that's just my perspective. That's just me looking. Um, Yep, looking at the top here. Good cut, good cut. Yep, good throw. He sits down. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. He gets up, does his normal dance. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Good route here. Yep, I'm watching the route. That ankle looks good. Um, so I'm thinking that it's, it's gotta be something else that we're missing here. Cause in the first half, like I, I'm watching him, like you, if you go back and you watch the footage of him running his routes, it looks good. The only thing I mentioned is that maybe him sitting for too long, um, ended up, maybe he got cold. Cause I know that the him and Mike Evans were on a snap count. Um, but looking at the, if you go back and look at the film, I mean, just go back and watch, you know, the first couple of minutes of the uh, Bucks versus Jets um, the film here, you'll see like, you know, Brady threw to him a couple times. The ankle looked good in the first half. Um, and you watch him running routes, it, it looks perfectly fine. Um, I really think it's just a matter of him getting cold. Um, that's my opinion, of course. Uh, but now you have this additional news where obviously – I watched Bruce Arians' press conference um, the next day, I believe. And he said, um, which I claimed, you know, hey, have you heard? Go to the trainers. Let the trainers rule you out, which happened to Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones was playing in the game. He went to the trainers. He's not playing in the game. It's very, very, you know, simple. Um, Pretty much Antonio Brown just said, hey, I'm not going back in, which I've experienced that as a coach. And it's not fun, but again, I coach flag. This is the NFL. We're talking about millions of dollars. um, In which, hey, you go to the trainers. Trainer says, hey, Brown is out. Uh, You know, get a got a quick X-ray. You know, they could have took him to the back, got a quick X-ray, so on and so forth. But that didn't happen. Um, But now we have this uh, new uh, story where it doesn't say who. It just says you know, one of the top surgeons, right? It, it doesn't really give us any details. One of the top surgeons wherever. Um, let's see if it mentions it anywhere. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really say. It just says um, Antonio Brown visits the top surgeon and he adds a new wrinkle to the claim. The surgeon is saying that the ankle is wasn't good. Uh, of course, this is a surgeon unaffiliated with the Bucks. Um, that he visited you know, with Antonio Brown, and the MRI exam confirmed that Brown was in serious pain, um, which, again, my definition of pain and his definition of pain could be different. Um, if I'm in pain, again, I'm not jogging, I'm not hopping, I'm not doing anything. I'm definitely not going to no Nets game in the same night. I'm going home, I'm icing, <laughs> I'm resting, I'm chilling, soaking, I'm, I'm putting little, Bandages on it. I'm doing everything I can to make sure that I'm not in pain anymore. Um, but uh, all of the things that he's he did was like someone who wasn't in pain. Like again, yeah, the jogging off the field was enough. Um, but then you're talking about, hey, if my ankle's hurt. Am I really going to a Nets game where you know I have to potentially walk upstairs, do all this extra stuff? I'm not doing all that. I'm going home. I'm chilling. I'm not doing any of that. Um, so that's just my opinion. Uh, I would love for, you know, if you have a different opinion, if you feel like the Bucks made the right, you know, the right choice, if you feel like the Bucks made the wrong choice, you let me know as of right now, he's not been released, which I don't blame the Bucks for not releasing him. I don't think that they will. Um, I think they'll go through and make sure that he can't play for another team, um, which is smart because I wouldn't want him to come back and burn us either. Um, but also, I mean, maybe, you know, Tom Brady or, you know, I saw Mike Evans trying to keep him in, uh, some other people trying to keep him in, you know, maybe they'll be able to mend the sides. I have not heard a word from Jason Light, um, who, you know, since this team has been put together, you know, his time in front of the camera has been less and less, um, which is crazy. Um, so, you know, before when Jameis was there or when some of the other Players were there, Uh, Jason Light would get a lot of time in front of the media. Uh, But right now, I don't, I hardly ever see Jason Light um, interviews. And I watch a lot of interviews, um, but I hardly ever see Jason Light interviews. Uh, Let me go ahead and look them up just to make sure. Uh, Maybe it's just not popping up. But yeah, there are no Jason Light interviews um, over the last couple of months. Uh, So it's almost like he doesn't really do the interviews. He doesn't need to do interviews because the team is successful. Um, But before, it's like there were so many questions about, you know, Jameis and who are you bringing back. But uh, now they kind of just, you know, interview Tom and Bruce and all these other people. So um, I'm curious to see what Jason has to say, if they're still communicating with Antonio, um, hoping that he will come back. Like maybe there was just a miscommunication and he winds up coming back. You just never know. Uh, lastly here, and I don't know if this is something that, you know, the Bucks would really consider. And I, I talked about this with the Professor John Cotty when Mario Chalmers returned to the NBA. I said, this could open up the door for a team to sign T.O. back to an NFL team. And here he is. Hall of Famer Terrell Owens says he would absolutely want to replace Antonio Brown and join the Buccaneers um, if called. Obviously, he's 48 years old, and he said he absolutely could replace Antonio Brown and help the Bucks through the postseason. That would be insane. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, Theo obviously still in shape, still fast. I mean, obviously, we saw the big race. Uh, between him and um, Cheetah, but I'm not sure. That's a rough one. I don't I don't think we would want to go down that rabbit hole. We got Mike Evans. Um, although, I mean, if we said T.O. maybe four or five weeks ago, sure. Um, but now we're talking about the playoffs where he got to learn a whole different language, so on and so forth. I don't think so. This, is, this isn't Madden. Uh, if this is Madden, possibly. But uh, we'll see what happens. I'm really looking forward to this uh, saga ending. Um, I don't blame Bruce Arians for saying that, you know. But if they could sit down in a room and figure out exactly what happened, I would be okay with Antonio Brown staying on the team. Um, I get it also. We were getting shellacked. like We were getting clapped out there by the Jets. And here's a guy who's competitive and wants to win. And you're telling him he can't go back in the game, but then when you want him to go back in the game, he says, now I I think I'm done now. I'm cold. Uh, It's kind of like the old Carmelo thing, right? Carmelo used to say he didn't want to come off the bench. You know, he, you know, especially in Houston, is like, hey, I need to get warm and, you know, I never got a chance to get in rhythm. So I would go in there cold. Um, And I I could see that from that perspective. You know, you come out of halftime. Right. I hated halftime as a player. You're cold. Right. You're sitting down, you know, you're not warm. And then you come back on the field again. New, New Jersey was 30 to 40 degrees. Um, you don't start right away, you know, and then all of a sudden somebody comes to you and says, hey, you know, come on, kid, it's your turn. And you're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm cold now. You know, like, I don't think I could just go out there and play without hurting myself. So that I can understand from Antonio Brown's uh, perspective. But. I'm hoping that they figure this out. Um, I'm hoping that he stays, honestly. Uh, It's weird, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. But people, I know you heard this on your favorite podcast platform, but if you didn't, you can always go to our website at www.debateamongstfriends to review this episode as well as all the previous. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as Doc Leeson of the Podcasting Beast and the Professor John Gotti should be here to go over the uh, upcoming QB rankings. Uh, as well as uh, give you the news, the analysis, and the reads. Oh, thank you.